Senator Ted Cruz schools Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on what the Democrats are all about. Target is facing massive backlash for its Bud Light moment. Plus, Joe Biden is quickly approaching Jimmy Carter territory. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. And God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're having a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Senator Ted Cruz and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who were recently involved in what can only be described as the most one-sided conflict since former Libyan leader Muammar Gaddafi challenged Ronald Reagan with the so-called line of death. That didn't turn out well for Gaddafi, and neither did AOC's recent notion that she could take on Cruz in a Twitter war. Here's how it started. In response to a Twitter user claiming that Cruz would have filibustered the Civil Rights Act, the senator responded by calling that comment nonsense and reminded the user that the Democrats led the filibuster against the Civil Rights Act and that Republicans voted in much higher percentages for the act than the racist Democrats. This is where the fun began. AOC decided to jump in and really let Cruz have it by tweeting this reply. Why don't you go ahead and tell people what happened to the parties after that, Ted? This is where Senator Cruz dove into action and began a multi-part response to AOC, starting with the history. Sure, first, the Dem Party founded the KKK. Then, the Dem Party wrote Jim Crow laws. Then, the Dem Party filibustered the Civil Rights Act. That tweet set the stage, but what AOC asked was what happened from there. And I know what she's implying, and we'll get into that, but Cruz gave AOC exactly the truth, which is certainly what she did not want to hear. Today, the Dem Party filibuster school choice, trapping millions of black kids in failing schools. Today, the Dem Party pushes abolishing the police, which results in many more black lives murdered. Today, every Dem senator voted against my bill to stop D.C. from throwing 40% of black kids out of schools because of vax mandates. I love it. And that was just the start. Cruz pointed out that under the last Republican president, Donald Trump, blacks had their lowest recorded unemployment rate ever. Blacks also had their lowest recorded poverty rate ever under Trump. And the list went on and on. It was an epic owning of AOC. And you just wonder why she wades into stuff like this. Here's Cruz from Sean Hannity's show. That was a great exchange with AOC. Oh, look, it was... Uh... She asked if I was willing to engage. I don't think she wanted the answer to be yes. And I will say one of the stunning things for the little socialist from New York, <laughs> she hadn't said a word in response. Yes, the little socialist from New York went quiet. I guess she didn't like being reminded of exactly what the Democrats have done in recent years. Their policies directly hurt the black community. And let me just add one more note, because what AOC was really getting at with her initial tweet was this idea that, yes, Republicans ended slavery, and yes, the Klan was started by the Democrats, and yes, Republicans supported the Civil Rights Act while the Democrats opposed it, but then everything flipped, and all those racist Democrats moved over to the Republican Party. That's the idea she was getting at, but that notion is 100% false. In the comments on Cruz's Twitter thread, a great chart was posted originally from PragerU, which shows that there was no massive defection of angry Southern Democrats to the Republican Party after the vote on the Civil Rights Act. 
The fact is that the Democrats figured out that they could get much more success by saying that they are the party of black Americans while still promoting policies that hurt black Americans. At least Cruz's smackdown will hopefully keep AOC and the Dems quiet for maybe a couple of days. Great work, Senator Cruz. All right, next let's talk about what's going on at Target stores. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Next, let's talk about Target and the company's efforts to become the next Bud Light. That's right. Bud Light and its parent company, Anheuser-Busch, are still reeling from the effects of going woke. Bud Light partnered with transgender activist and woman mocker Dylan Mulvaney, and sales have plummeted. Now, Target is facing massive backlash for going all in on the upcoming Pride Month by having Pride clothing displays in prominent areas of the stores. And not only that, but Target is pushing the trans agenda that clearly led to problems for Bud Light. Target is promoting a line of women's swimsuits that are tuck-friendly. You know, for male anatomy that the guy will still have when wearing the women's swimsuit. The left has gone absolutely crazy with this trans agenda that is not only anti-science, anti-reality, and anti-common sense, they are also actively and rapidly pushing this agenda on children, and Target is embracing it 100%. But now, the backlash is coming, and Target, fearing that it might actually affect their bottom line, is scrambling. Target holding an emergency meeting over its controversial Pride merchandise, the damage control mode coming as it desperately tries to avoid a so-called Bud Light situation. A Target insider telling Fox News Digital, quote, we were given 36 hours, told to take all of our Pride stuff and move it into a section that's a third of the size from the front of the store to the back. I think given the current situation with Bud Light, the company is terrified. So that's what's going on. But the fact of the matter is that Target, Bud Light, and all these companies think that they can promote leftist woke ideology and everyone will just embrace it. They are actually shocked when people say something like, no, a man can't be a woman, or it's not fair for men to compete on women's sports teams. They expect everyone to quiet, be quiet, and fall in line and comply. Now, in that Fox News segment, contributor Douglas Murray had some great comments on how the trans movement is being championed by Target. It's really an anti-woman movement. It's quite wrong for a company like Target, first of all, to say pride when what we're talking about is clothes that are for people who believe that they are trans, specifically for men who believe they're women. To wrap all of this up in pride, I think, is a great insult to many people in this country. He's absolutely right. And Murray expands on that opening comment by noting that women are the ones who are more often than not dealing with the mentality of impaired men. And I think that points to something very important at the heart of the movement that is now being called Pride, which I think is a trans movement. It, it is a very important detail in this. It is constantly women who are being inconvenienced. It is women's sports. It is, it is women's uh, changing rooms. It is women's clothing, including women's, uh, you know, underwear and other things. I think people should notice that. Now, two more items worth pointing out in this whole Target fiasco is that in this clothing line are also clothes for children and toddlers. Transgender-themed clothing for kids. Again, this means that it's the adults who are pushing a message of gender confusion and manipulation upon children. The other item is that one of the clothing vendors used by Target in this pride line has a known Satanist as a designer. 
The company produces shirts that read, Satan respects pronouns, and has merchandise with slogans like, heteronormativity is a plague, and homophobe headrest with a picture of a guillotine. I'm not going to support any company that promotes this trans cult which aggressively focuses on children and other vulnerable members of society. It's twisted and sick. And if that means not shopping at Target, so be it. All right, next let's talk about Joe Biden and his near historically bad polling numbers. It turns out that you have to look at Jimmy Carter to find the only modern president to have polling numbers worse than Joe Biden's at this point in the presidency. Jimmy Carter, he's the only one. Biden has shown that he can't lead on any major issue from the border to the economy, to the debt, to foreign policy engagement. He is not respected at home or abroad. Here's some polling comparisons from CNN. Generally, what do Americans think about how President Biden is handling the overall economy? So his overall approval on the handling of the economy is not great. 34% of Americans approve, 66% disapprove. Take a look at his overall job approval. It's a little better than on the economy, but still low, 40% approval, 60% disapproval. And Jake, take a look at that presidential approval rating matched up against his modern era predecessors at this point in their presidency. Joe Biden's 40% where he is now is down here between Jimmy Carter and Donald Trump. Of course, they were just one-term presidents. He's hoping for a Reagan-esque turnaround. Oh boy. I just love Jake Tapper's reaction at the end. Oh boy. Oh boy is right. When Jimmy Carter is the only one who is worse than you, it's not a good situation. And here's the thing about needing a Reagan-esque turnaround. Reagan came in after Jimmy Carter. It took some time to turn things around, but Reagan did it because he was trying to turn things around. Biden came in after Trump took the economy to new heights, and all of Biden's policies are designed to hurt the economy. Open borders, massive spending, green regulations that drive up costs for all Americans. All of these policies hurt the country. So the only possible turnaround would be based on a more overt election interference like we saw in 2020 with burying news stories like Hunter Biden or false narratives such as Russia collusion that was promoted by the media and the government. Now, one area in particular where Biden is out of touch is on the debt ceiling. He's refusing to act, and this puts him in direct opposition to the opinions of most Americans. Our brand new poll conducted by SSRS shows that a majority of Americans, six in 10 Americans, want to raise the debt ceiling only if spending cuts are included as well. So this is the McCarthy point that he's been making all along. Remember, months ago, the White House was in this position of no negotiations. A majority of Americans say, no, you should reduce spending as well as raise the debt ceiling. 24% say raise the debt ceiling no matter what. Only 15% say, do not raise it. Let the U.S. go into default. That's where the American people are. Yes, raise the debt limit, but cut spending. But Biden and the left want more spending on socialist programs that will drive up the debt and deficit, increase inflation, and make America less secure. Americans had a big message for Jimmy Carter under similar circumstances. Will the country have the same message for Joe Biden? And... Quickly, I just want to highlight some recent comments by Democrat leftist Representative Cory Bush. Democrats like Bush and other progressives want to completely destroy the American economy with their so-called green projects that don't actually help the environment, but do hurt everyday Americans. One of the latest efforts is to ban gas stoves. Now, people have been using gas appliances for well over 100 years, 
and everything has been fine. Natural gas is clean, efficient, and plentiful. But the left can't allow people to use energy sources that they want to use. Nope. The left says you can only use energy sources that the left says you can use. So thus began the push by the left to ban gas stoves. Now, the issue was brought up in a recent congressional hearing, and here's how Bush tried to explain what's happening. This proposed rule is not a ban on gas stoves. This proposed rule is not a ban on gas stoves. We are regulating indoor air pollution. Wow. Yes, I could have saved this for Friday's relaxed brain segment, but I just had to go with it for today. These Democrats actually just expect people to believe what they say. Regulating indoor air pollution. Right. By banning gas stoves. Democrat New York Governor Kathy Hochul recently announced a plan to ban gas stoves. Cori Bush can say what she wants, but it's clear what the Democrats are doing. It's an agenda focused on power and control. Energy independence, like using natural gas, means freedom for Americans. And that's exactly what the left doesn't want. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Friday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is the 13-Minute News Hour.